you're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad at Folk Alliance International and Folk Alliance International held every year uh, somewhere in North America and Culture Ireland bring Irish artists that they are encouraging and trying to introduce to a wider audience and in the process they are exposing Irish culture and uh, this year uh, it is Women of Song so the uh, Culture Ireland uh, feature uh, amazing female talent and I have the opportunity to sit here uh, someone I've only met um, and was totally impressed because her style of music is very unusual and we'll talk about that in a minute Shiva Tafotiroth I have to say first of all that I was blown away uh, last night at your performance because what you are doing I've never seen done before I've, and that is that you're fusing I suppose jazz and Oscarelga mm-hmm. um, I've seen fusion mm-hmm. and heard fusion of a variety of sorts but ja- like I'm saying that's jazz and it was so wonderful and then uh, Oscarelga uh, freshen uh, oh, thank you so much so yeah. glad that you enjoyed it yeah. um, a bit about yourself your yeah. background yeah I grew up in Ennis in County Clare mm-hmm. I still live in County Clare but I live out in East County Clare now in Fecal mm-hmm. and so I grew up in a musical household my dad is a box player from Athlone Paul Brock mm-hmm. and um so we had music all over the place as kids but dad is a huge music fan right so um he's not just into traditional Irish music he's into everything and huge huge fan of jazz himself and um, he used to travel to the States a lot he worked for Channel Development and so he would travel to the States a lot and I was when I grew up up, I listened to stories of him telling me that he saw Miles Davis in the 60s playing in clubs and met Bill Evans and met Ella Fitzgerald and Oscar Peterson in Dublin met Tony Bennett like he's all these stories of going to see these jazz legends so I kind of like as a young kid, Bill Evans, the name meant nothing to me, but I knew that Dad had met this man called Bill Evans, you know? Yeah. And it was only later when I got into listening to jazz, maybe I was probably an early teenager when I started listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday. They were kind of my gateway singers into jazz. Um, that suddenly these these names started to make sense to me, and I thought, "Geez, wow, Dad met all these people, you know." Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I have a huge, you know, um, kind of expansive influences there. We listened to music from, you know, he's a big fan of African music and classical music, and I was lucky to inherit his. Uh, he he passed on his uh, um, record collection. He split it up in two, and he gave my sister the traditional she's a traditional singer okay. he gave her the trad stuff and he gave me the jazz collection okay. so I have this wonderful collection of uh, records that he compiled over the years mm-hmm. and I don't really even buy any records anymore because right. there's such a big collection there I'm hardly able to get through them yes. and really unusual records a lot of Bill Evans records so I still listen to a lot of jazz but I guess the the kind of what you're describing there of like the kind of style of music that I'm doing I didn't really it kind of just happened you know I wasn't really ever thought out it kind of just evolved into this thing and then I was writing songs and performing and I learned jazz guitar um, I learned jazz guitar when I um, lived in France for a year as a teenager and I learned from an Italian gypsy over there Okay. and so he was had broken 
broken French and I had very little French right. and he was teaching me and it's very co- it's very um, you know feeling and just shapes based for me right. I'm not I'm not big on the theory you know I never yeah. I never learned it but right. um, I guess that kind of you know started coming into my playing and in, in my writing as well and um, I got back into the Irish language a couple of years ago and so I had some of my songs translated by um, folklorist uh, Billy McGlynn, who's based down in Dingle. Okay. And so he translated the songs. And once I kind of started to sing them in Irish, I didn't go back to the English versions of them. Right. So, um, and it got me actually back into the Irish language again. I started going back to classes and learning it a yeah. bit more. And now I speak it at home all the time, as yeah. much as possible. And so... Um, even even putting those versions, the Irish language version, versions of those songs in front of audiences who are not Irish speakers, they still wanted to hear the Irish language version. Yeah. So it just shows yeah. the appetite that is there at home. There's a huge resurgence in uh, Ireland yes, I, at yes, the moment yes. in culture, in, in poetry, in spoken word, in rap. Yes. There's a huge explosion of Irish language. For a long time it was very uncool. Yes. And now it's cool again. When you mention Aslan, um I have broadcast recently an interview with an Ilham Piper from Athlone by the name of Liam Winnett mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're familiar with Liam I'm not, no um, Liam is black Go away Yeah And a most amazing Ilham Piper Well, from Athlone From Athlone Yeah And, um, you know, when you talk to fusion of cultures and everything else I, I came across Liam through something else and I couldn't but say I need to reach out to this guy and find out It turns out he's also uh, an under 18, under 19 rugby international for Ireland Well Yeah So, you know, you just the, the, the adjutant, there's a whole um, not resurgence but there is a, an eruption mm-hmm. in many ways of yeah. culture Big in time. Ireland yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic to see, you know, and it's, it's wonderful to be able to be over here at Folk Alliance and to be able to... I've heard so much over the years from other artists about this conference yes. and to be here now is a huge deal for me because it really is, you know, an amazing opportunity and to get that funding and the support from Culture Ireland yes. is very important. I met a man last night, a, a US agent, and when he saw my yes. on my card that it was Culture Ireland funded, he said, you know, I know how big this is, a big a deal this is for you artists to yes. be able to come over and not a lot of countries have that yes. a lot of I, I've been chatting to other people from various places and they say oh geez, I wish we had a culture Ireland in yes. where we're I from I know fortunate Canada is fortunate in that between Quebec Ontario and some of the other provinces mm. they also support the artists very strongly at this event oh super super yeah. I used to live in Vancouver actually yes. yeah how long um, did you spend out there I spent just over two years there and when was that that was I went in 2014 I actually took a little break from okay. music right. and went over and just took a job in an office and kind of beautiful re- city, beautiful city um, kind of like had the opportunity to rethink what I was doing right. took a little break bit of headspace and after two years then I said I'm going to come back to, to music now and then it kind of started me on the path of making the, the album which right. I put out last year which I recorded in Michigan within the context of Irish listeners um, I'm very familiar with what Radio 1 would play uh, most times what would be the peak hours um, and I, like, I know Lyric FM um, has classic and also has specialty music Have you, do you find a challenge getting your music out there? Definitely, yeah. It's uh, hard as an independent artist across the board, yeah. you know, between bookings and between 
PR and everything you know you need to have that I find often I fall through the cracks mm -hmm. of the big industry machine mm -hmm. as an independent artist but aside from being independent um, not being derogatory about anything but like if you were country and Irish mm. you, you know you fit into uh, a number of boxes you tick a number of boxes that would potentially get you airplay yeah I understand yeah this is a bit different I suppose yes. now a lot of the DJs do support it just off their own they like it and yeah. so they play at Fiat No Brain on for example yes he's yeah. a great supporter of it yeah but I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for the idea of bringing in the 50% Irish artists being played on the airwaves which right. I know they do in Canada yeah in Canada on, um, I, when I was over the air because it was a multicultural station I was on we only had to do 10% okay Canadian yeah but on the mainstream is 30% Canadian it's it's a big deal yeah it makes a lot of difference to artists because of the royalties it brings in yes and so you can kind of survive off that you get right. a couple of paychecks in every year every year yes and be able to pay the rent and everything you know and we have a new scheme that policy uh, pilot scheme that has started in Ireland for the basic income for the arts yes, yes. which is a wonderful scheme that they've started yeah, so I know some friends of mine qualified for that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and when you mentioned Fiatna there. Fiatna is a great supporter, I know, and as is uh, John Creedon yep. uh, of the Irish Arches and uh, Colum, uh, Cahill Murray. Mm -hmm. um, they're all good at that, and they're all the nighttime slots. And I think what's great about those slots is they're the slots that people who are driving yep. are they're listening to Definitely. And they want, to, and it's a great opportunity for um, new artists to, to get play. Mm -hmm. um, so, since you launched the album, how has that? How was the reaction? Yeah, really, really good. It took um, uh, it took longer than we expected. We knew it was going to take a while, but it did take. I suppose the pandemic ha happened in the middle mm -hmm. of it. Um, but it was recorded in over a summer in Michigan in 2019, and then we remotely finished it yeah. until maybe the end of 2021, and it came out last April in right. 2022. And it's had an amazing reaction. It's been. It's you know. It's I'm 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 very much into the kind of idea of slow burn on yes. everything. Yes. You know, I really enjoy that, and right. I think it's 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 kind of uh, it has longevity to it for sure. Right. And it is reaching people, and people are are connecting with the album in you know the way I guess it was intended which is really nice people are kind of reflecting back to me you know the thoughts that I had in making it which right. is wonderful to hear and you know it's getting it's it's definitely getting to places that I never knew it could you know the North American market there's opportunities with things like house house concerts that that's not a feature of Irish entertainment is it? it's not unfortunately I got into hosting house concerts from my time living in Vancouver yeah and so when I came back to Ireland I lived just outside of Venice in the market on Fergus Right. And I lived actually with Dermot Sheedy on the Bowron and another musician, and I had the idea to host um, house concerts in our place. We had we had the space, right. and we could have about forty people into the kitchen. And we used to do it raising money for a local mental health charity, yeah. and we called it Gigs at Hig. Uh -huh. And um, we had Mick Flannery, we had um, uh, a couple of talks, we had uh, John Burke who climbed Mount Everest, came yes. down, Gavin Hennigan who rode the ocean, yes. he was in doing a talk and we had some amazing artists come and the deal was we put them up and we fed them yes. and then they, we, people would donate and it was a wonderful evening, a way to bring people together on a Tuesday night in the middle of winter and having worked. cups of tea, you know, it wasn't focused around being in yeah. the pub or anything yeah, and, it worked. and it worked really well and people yeah. really enjoyed it and 
they came they kept coming back and I yeah. guess I'd love to see that house concert thing because, take off because I know around the Ottawa area there's a small venues concert uh, mm-hmm. festival oh cool and a small venues I suppose one way of descri- describing Folk Alliance in a way is that the three floors of the, the, of the hotel here at night between 10.30 and 3am is a bit like small venues mm. in that uh, it's that intimate gathering of people around a musician where you can actually see as uh, someone I was talking to said you can see the whites of people's eyes mm-hmm. but that small venues festival has really grown in the area mm. and has developed over the last number of years yeah, yeah 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 there are some lovely small festivals in Ireland as well yeah. but I really would love to see the house concerts thing take off back home yeah. you know especially because yeah. we have such you know kind of uh, uh, long winters wet winters in Ireland you don't know what a long winter is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't know what it was like in Vancouver either uh, yeah well we're very mild in Vancouver yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the future looking like um, the future is looking very good I tend to try and just focus on what's happening right now as much as I can so I have a tour coming up in um, April I also work outside of music I work um, volunteer with a project in a refugee camp in the West Bank in Palestine Okay. so I'll be hopefully heading back to Palestine for a couple of weeks with that project in March and then back straight back into a a tour all around Ireland for uh, April and some of May so I have a full band set up so what you saw yesterday is one of the kind of variations of what yeah. I do but I also have a full band set up of um, a group of Irish musicians who play with me drums, right. bass, guitar right. and Martin who is there on keys and it's a little closer to what's on the album in terms okay. of sound yeah. Okay. okay yeah I met and had a chat with uh, Dermot yes and um, you know, uh, the uh, most magnificent percussionist. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. I love yeah. his energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, from your connections and the networking you've been able to do over here, does it look like you, you might be able to get some work back on the side of the Atlantic? Yeah, hopefully. I met um, met with some um, UK agents as well, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to get over there and come back. And um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's all looking very positive, which is great. What track are we going to share? Um, I think we always share Spare Rua, okay. which is, um, I lived in kind of between the Hinch and the Scanner a couple of years ago, right before I moved to Canada. Okay. And I used to play covers gigs um, a lot over the summers. And um, I played a gig, a very late gig in Galway City that started at midnight and wouldn't finish till two. And it was a tough gig, very tough gig, two hours in the Keys pub in Galway. And I'd get into the car then around two in the morning and I'd drive home, drop the guitarist in Ennis and keep driving out towards... uh, towards Le Hinch yeah. and as, as I was kind of approaching Le Hinch I would see the, um, the sun starting to come up on my rear view mirror Right. and when I got to Le Hinch I'd take a little boreen up north to the scanner towards the scanner where I was living yeah. sometimes when it wasn't raining about four in the morning I would just stop and, and get out of the car and I would see the sky blazing up in red yeah, and then looking out towards the total darkness of the cliffs of Moher and I just yeah. kind of see the sc- colour of the sky changing yeah. so I wrote this song um, uh, and Billy McGlynn translated it beautifully into Irish it's called Spare Rua Shiva it's been a real pleasure Thank and you if anyone wants to find you where will they find you they can find me on Instagram or Facebook um, and shivamusic.com that's S-I-O-M-H-A music.com yeah. Siva, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning.